Then the Aetolian began to work in earnest, pumping the fire with the pedal and holding the pan over the heat with the fire tongs until it was heated through. He turned it up on edge, slightly tipped, and set it into the hole in the hearthstone so that he didn't need to bear its entire weight as he threw the flattened pellets of tin a couple at a time onto the side of the pan. He rotated the pan as the tin melted, and after dipping the folded rag into the liquid beeswax, he rubbed the melted tin smooth. Again and again, he threw in the tin until the entire inside edge of the pan was coated. This has been How It's Made. Thank you for watching the Discovery Channel. Welcome back, amateur tinsmiths. I'm Noelle. And I'm Caitlin. And this is the Atolian Archives, your Queen's Thief reread podcast to help you recover from Return of the Thief. It's June 27th, 2021, and today we're discussing Chapter 8 of Thick as Thieves. This is a big one. Yeah. They cross the Tamids, they meet a shepherding family on the salt plains, they meet enemies in a mill. In my memory of this book, I really thought the falling into the well thing happened later. Yeah. Well, this is, to be fair, this is pretty late in the book. The only things left is getting out of the well, meeting Godecker, and going home, right? This chapter ends on page 230, and the book ends on 332, uh, not counting oh. the bit about the statue. So there's another 100 pages. So that's like a whole third of the book. Yeah, you're right. Kamet can't pretend not to care about Costas anymore. Which brings us to, this is the first instance of Mayatolian. Yes. Costas says that his friend was the son of the village tinsmith and his father wouldn't let him apprentice there. He wouldn't hear of it. But he learned a fair bit in spite of that in Kamet Nerys. That was an interesting tidbit about Mayatolian. I thought soldiers were born to be soldiers. Which is really interesting for a lot of reasons, because it shows mm-hmm. us that Costas had a dream for his life that wasn't being a soldier. Right. And that his father wanted him to be a soldier, which is a dynamic we have seen before. And the series talks a lot about, you know, whether or not violence is predestined, maybe. So this is another, another. you know, I thought soldiers were born to be soldiers. I thought it was inevitable, but no. Things could have gone a different way. And this is another chapter, like the other chapters we've been seeing, where friendship is what saves their lives. Again! They get enough water here to keep going. Um, They get an alternate route that's not the Emperor's Road, casually suggested by Hemke. Kamet says, by the time we left the next day, we were all friends. Water is big in this chapter. They Mm -hmm. uh, need water when they're crossing the salt pan, and so they go to this farm and they uh find hospitality there but then later on they go to the mill and uh the guy says there's no water here and they're attacked and then costas falls into a dry well Mm -hmm. and so water which is a source of life is absent there and it's also cool that the the entrance to the underworld is a well but also yeah they need water to live Mm-hmm. Oh, and afterwards, when Kamet uh, is wandering around, he washes his shirt in this brackish water, 
and he tries not to think about the, the beautiful, clear fountain water that he and Costas bathed in together earlier in the chapter. Yeah. So when is there water? Uh. When is there not water? When is the water clear? When is it dirty? First, they find an abandoned farm that has a well filled with sand. Then mm. they go oh, to this yeah. occupied farm where there's a well that they get water from. Then they find the fountain in the town. And then there's the dry well. So there are those four things all in a row. And then the brackish mm-hmm. water. And uh, we get another metaphor of um, a wine cup. After Kama thinks that Costas is dead, he narrates, I liked him more than I'd ever expected to, but I'd still meant to leave him. Nothing about my plans had changed, but I stood for a long time, staring down the empty road, my arms hanging useless at my sides, waiting as, as if he would appear, as if the world would settle back into its proper course, like the wine in a tilting wine cup saved just before it tipped too far. But the cup was overturned, the wine spilled. Just like Atolia's broken pottery. Love is stored in the pottery. (laughs) Another image that I love in this chapter is when they are tinning the pots for this family and becoming friends with them. They bring this huge pan out to be tinned. And Mm -hmm. Kamet says in his narration, it probably weighed more than my master's cash box when it was brimming with coin. So this pan... A cooking implement owned by this ordinary family. It has more weight than Nahusaresh's cash box. And was it, I don't remember if it was the pan or maybe it was the bath the pan soaked in that was like the size of Kamet's both extended arms. Yeah. Like two feet across or something huge. And what they're offering is, I think Costas describes it as something more valuable than a coin. Mm-hmm. Like they're offering a service and a new relationship. Like they end up friends with these people and they sing to these people. We've talked about how water is the source of life. And so the family is giving Costas and Camet water, but repairing the cooking tools is also related because cooking food, also the source of life, <laughs> you know? Why do you think so much time like a few pages were devoted in such detail to the tinning process like I loved it I thought it was very interesting but I'm just wondering what do you think about that as a as a writing choice there's so much detail about tinning the pot yeah it's fun to think about it as a decision that Kamet made right yeah because he spent so much time on every detail of the process of tinning the pots and then right after that, 11 days later, we emerged from the Tamet Mountains. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. And um, like maybe part of it is he's seeing a new side of Costas. He's seeing Costas sing for the first time. You know, he wanted to be a, a tinsmith at one point. And juxtaposed with he thinks he's lost Costas later in the chapter. Maybe that's why he lingers on this good image of Costas right before. Mm-hmm. There's this indirect romantic quality to the pot tinning scene. Costas is singing this romantic song, and he's he's he probably has his shirt off. Probably has his shirt off. <laughs> uh, and if we we think about Camet's um, 
leaving out of the time in the Tamant Mountains to be in avoidance of maybe talking about intimacy of some kind, then we can look at the pot tending scene as, as an indirect way to express those feelings. And um, the two women at the farm were listening to the song with expressions soft and distant, which kind of adds to that impression. Mm-hmm. And Camet is, Camet is indirect about some of his own reactions. Um, like later on in this chapter, when he thinks Costas is dead, he's gone to sell his knife. And um, the knife seller looks into Camet's face, well, gives him a, gives him a short price, uh, looks into Camet's face, quadruples the price, uh, that he had planned to give, and then cautiously slides the money to him across the table. But Camite doesn't say, like, oh, I was mad. And that's why he did that. And then later he says, my rage at that guy had drained away. So he's not always as direct about his own emotions and thoughts. So this kind of makes me think, like, oh, if if the two women were listening to the song with expressions soft and distant, soft and distant et cetera, is that Camite kind of implying another connection with his own feelings or just, you know... And he's showing not telling, because Kamet cares mm-hmm. about the the story, you know, about constructing yeah. the story. Mm-hmm. So the Tamets, I know, I know that reading fantasy in any book is built on the suspension of disbelief. Uh, <laughs> but Kamet narrates, we'd spent most of four miserable days with our feet in the snow, and I can't read this without imagining... These two people are in summer weight clothing wearing sandals, canonically. They have no coats. Their feet are in the snow for four days in sandals. How? <laughs> Frostbite was not mentioned here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's in a series of books that generally cares so much about logistics. It's surprising. And, you know, I'm not... I have faith in Costas being able to, I don't know, manipulate shoes out of maybe an extra shirt or something <laughs> from the Namreen or whatever. Maybe the Kamet just forgot to mention Hemke gave them an extra blanket or whatever. I don't know. But, yeah. you know, I just, I can't read this open like, hmm. <laughs> but Kamet does narrate, you know, we had enough to eat. Costas caught a goat. There were no other people, but it was clearly a traveled route. We found stacks of firewood. We slept well. We were warm enough in the caves with the fire or whatever. So, like, okay. <laughs> and this but surprises Camus because he thought that they were impossible to cross because you can't get an army through. Uh-huh. And Costas explains that you couldn't get an army through because uh, it's it's too many people. But um, small groups of travelers can get through easily. And so we have, again, the the significance of the individual. Mm-hmm. And another water metaphor, Costas, explaining this as there's a saying in Edis, water finds a way. Mm. Oh, also at the beginning of this chapter, they talk about eating raw khaki. Oh, God. Seems dangerous. Yeah. And Kim is saying, like, oh, I, I almost brought it right back up again. <laughs> and then they went, like, two days without eating right after that. And um, at the mill fight scene, Kamet, we can see, has already changed significantly. As soon as 
Costas starts bracing for a fight, and then Costas gets jumped on by someone who had been above them in the machinery. Kamet narrates, I had looked around already for a weapon, which is a huge contrast to his first fight with an Amreen. He had a sword and wouldn't even unsheathe it because, you know, slaves right. can't touch weapons or they'll be killed. But now he's, you know, as soon as Costas is threatened and the two of them are in danger, he's like on it. Yeah. They're also helping each other so much in this chapter. Kamet mm-hmm. stumbles when they're crossing the salt pan and Costas takes his arm Kamet gives him his water when he's tending the pots. Yeah. And right before Costas goes down the well, Kamet narrates, I was pulling hard. So Costas is like stuck in the doorway with the miller coming and then, then the dog and Kamet narrates, I was pulling hard on the Atolian's shoulder and thinking I would explain his stupidity at a later date for like him looking in the wrong direction or something. And Costas gets attacked by a dog here that's described as uh, i think a huge beast yeah like the size of a donkey or something like oh scary it it makes me think of uh an story Mm, yeah like a creature out of legend yeah and this is this is i guess for next chapter but going back to you know they help each other in this chapter costas has already saved kamut's life once or twice or several times whatever and now Costas would be trapped in that well forever without Kamet. Yeah. Which again, Imacook and Enikar. I'm trying to think of other instances of people sort of reenacting myths. Mm, yeah, we don't, we kind of get uh, like Hespira and Horion and we kind of get Polystrictus and the goats. Like, and not really. Like, that's really just Sophos' face. Yeah. Mm hmm. Like, we definitely have many characters who are obvious counterparts to yeah. the characters. But this is, I think, the most direct. Yeah. chapter eight next time ghosts send us your comments questions thoughts chime in at atolianarchives.tumblr.com be blessed in your endeavors thank you for listening this has been an amateur embroidery production find us on itunes stitcher google podcasts anywhere podcasts are available Somebody referenced Return of the Thief as the queerest book, and Megan Whalen Turner said something like, oh, I don't know if it's any queerer than any of the others. Yes, I did hear that. (laughs)